<laughs> oh, no, I mean, seriously, I, I think of a lot of Americans, you know, there's this hole that we're trying to fill up and we fill it up with stuff because we're yes. in a capitalist cult, a capitalist consumption society, right? That and that's how we make ourselves feel better. We, we buy stuff. That is true. And that so, true. yeah. And last of the misfortune of others. Well, you know. Um, Conan, what is best in life? <laughs> to buy things <laughs> and to grind my enemy's bones into dust. <laughs> Indeed. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our pop culture reference for the day. The I think I did the Conan reference like last week, too. Oh, no. Two it, weeks ago. Here, here's the thing, Seb. It never gets old. Never gets old. And no one's listening to more than one of these, so. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should just repeat a podcast from scratch. <laughs> we should script it out. We should use like Otter AI or something to like get all of the words and just, and just do the podcast word for word and see if any of our two fans know this. Evergreen content. <laughs> would be awesome. And then the next week we could swap lines. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh my goodness, Seth. I should do you and you should do me. We should, we yeah. should be each other. There it yeah. is. I, you know what? Now I'm feeling good because now I just got smarter. Ooh. <laughs> As I read your lines, Seth, you, 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 you sound even more intelligent than, than when I heard them. And I'm more attractive somehow. <laughs> well, easy now. <laughs> um, I would... Who's it? Um... I told somebody I was doing this podcast and they were like, mm, yeah, it makes sense. You got a voice and a face for radio. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, it just goes better if you don't fight this sometimes. Just own that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I will offer, um, Seth, I think we might have to do this podcast on a daily basis. Hourly. <laughs> because. Since we spoke last, <laughs> not much has happened. <laughs> um, not only has he been admitted to the hospital, but also discharged because apparently yes. um, he has Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong-un, you know, godlike ability to defeat the virus. Very ill, as it seems. <laughs> like, you know, the, the idea. So I would just offer that, you know, someone's like, oh, you know, Trump is this and Trump is that. And I'm like, you know, you really need to know and understand. And again, because I can repeat stuff because no one really listens. Um, Trump are like, people are like, oh, Trump did this. I'm like, listen, that tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went yeah. tiger. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I think to paraphrase Wesley Snipes in his greatest role from Blade, um, you know, once you understand the nature of a thing, you understand what it's capable of. Yeah. And I think what, ha- what I see with people with Trump is they really don't understand the base craven aspects, his, his narcissism and the absolute criminality that runs through his nature. And I, so I, when I hear people say they're surprised by Trump, I'm like, I just don't I think know. you have internalized what his nature really is. He's showing it to you all the time. All the time. <laughs> right. It is so, and we've talked about this so many times, but it is endlessly puzzling why, mm. like, even, like, we were, Ian and I were just talking about his supporters, even. Like, mm. like he openly, flagrantly flaunts the fact he does not care about anybody anybody and it's almost like that's too upsetting so they just go like you know well of course i mean that's the way the media portrays it or they're just twisting his words or he meant it differently or he's joking he's being sarcastic or whatever right like or i mean the core core of course like the horribleness because for some reason that's 
always been, you know, through whatever Mussolini and Stalin and the rest mm. of that, that strong man thing of, I mean, and it, I use strong in quotes because I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's strength at all. It's, it's like the opposite of strength. It's craven cowardice. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like, anyway, it's the big stick, uh, you know, political science theory. The person with the biggest stick gets to rule over everybody else. Well, and know. some people agree with that. Oh, and by the way, yeah. breaking news, breaking news, sirens, flashing lights, Stephen Miller has tested positive for COVID-19. So I will just offer this. Uh, I guarantee that there were probably millions of viral loads floating around the White House, and they all drew straws. And I guarantee you the viral load that was picked to infect Stephen Miller was just like, shit. Like, of all, <laughs> like, of all the people I could infect, like, like I don't know. <laughs> this guy. So, exactly, right? I think the coronavirus loads around the White House, their union, uh, coronavirus 101 yes. um, <laughs> was sitting around just like you know what uh, it's going to look weird if if it's going to look weird if he's been around Trump all this time and doesn't get sick so one of us has got to go do this and I don't yeah, think any straws. of those I don't think any of those viral loads were signing up to do that because you have to it, figure that's the same reaction that his now wife had when she realized that she was gonna, yeah <laughs> she's yeah. got a child coming or has been born by that I would, I have to guess, use the phrase man. I don't think he's a man, but. <laughs> um, well, you know, well, well, we can say human, right? Yes, probably human. Yeah, but, you know, those, you know, so there was, there's, a, there's a large debate. Actually, I think this is a perfect topic for us. There's a large debate going on on should people feel sympathy for Trump? That's a great topic. Yes. I, I, let's, let us plumb that, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Uh, no. Okay, no. so <laughs> now, now that we've addressed that. Next topic. <laughs> so let's talk about the reasons behind our notes. Yes. So I, I will cede the floor. Um, yes, talk, Professor? Talk, yes, yes. <laughs> Mr. Passenger, oh, tell me why. Got, well, I mean, you're right. It has nothing to do. I mean, okay, he's a human being, mm-hmm. one presumes. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's not good for a human to wish ill upon any other human generally. He doesn't deserve sympathy mm, because yes, he yes. shows none. Mm-hmm. And he's actively, I mean, like from the hospital, he was still damaging people's lives and putting people at risk. And like, I mean, the, the poor Secret Service agents in the suburban that he took a spin around the block in, like they signed up to jump in front of a bullet if somebody tried to kill him not to like have him like whatever lick their faces when he's got a viral load you know like it's just yeah. it's so disrespectful and so it's it's negligent it's criminal negligence really i mean it honestly with, with what we know now and scientifically mm. not just about covid but just infectious disease in general it should be counted as an assault if you knowingly expose other people to a potentially lethal virus. How is that any different than shooting a gun off in a restaurant, right? I mean, like, it could literally kill anybody. You have no control over how it's gonna turn out. And he doesn't care at all, at all. So no, he doesn't deserve sympathy. And then I would argue also, then there's sort of the, the, the other aspect, which is just pragmatic, which honestly, if he dies before the election, that would be a worse situation to be in. Like, I really want him to be alive 
to, to lose yes <laughs> just you know historic blowout the worst blowout in presidential election history which is what it's headed for now um and and right. then so to, i hadn't seen that map but we should talk about that afterward yeah i mean it's i mean you know so the numbers are looking like shocking tragic I mean, yeah it, it's it's great it's i may it makes me very excited i mean the, the there's a couple of two little tidbits that i that really yes yes, yes. like so at one point a week and a half ago, I think just maybe a couple days after early voting started in a few states, there were already a million ballots cast. And at that point in 2016, only 50,000 had been cast. Yeah. So this gives you an indication of what the, yeah, the turnout's <laughs> a little bit bigger this year. Also, something like 16% of those voters had had sat out in 2016. So they were people who were Ooh. not motivated to vote in 2016 mm. and are motivated this time around. Yeah. yeah, who could they be casting their vote for or against more specifically? This is true, this is true. <laughs> oh, right? So, so the, the contrary enemy says that we must acknowledge that there are some of those people who sat out 2016 who will go for Trump. I suppose, but I mean, if if they are a significant proportion of that those ballots cast, then we have basically something akin to a zombie invasion. To, oh, no. to attend, I, you know, I mean, if they're so crazy that they're dangerous to themselves and everybody else around them. Well, um, so but, your point. I don't. I don't think. By the way, I should offer that the contrarian to me also wants to contrarian the contrarian. I don't think that's. <laughs> likely i'm just saying that right. we have, you know it's it's the difference between think, impossible versus improbable if you got convinced over the last year to vote for trump and you sat out last time around you're probably so insane you can't figure out how to get a ballot and vote early <laughs> i like and this is why i love talking to you you are right if if the the delta between non between non-voter and trumpian yeah. I think is so small because he basically yeah. had to pull everything right. out of his ass to get everybody he possibly could to vote for. Him. That's right. I don't think there's a rouse yeah. yourself from an opioid slumber and do a, a hit of a, a, a crack pipe and then go. You know what? This Trump guy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go get my absentee ballot. He speaks to me and yeah. fill it out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, okay. and so, okay. factoid okay. number two. Yes, yes. That was a million a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, roughly, when, whenever early voting started. Yesterday, it was 3.6 million. So <laughs> compared to compared to what from the same time last year, roughly? I didn't see the same. I didn't see the same baseline. But it, I mean, it did not go from 50 to, to 200,000 <laughs> in a week last in 2016, I guarantee. Yeah. Like we're, we're so far off the map for how many early ballots are, are being cast. And that actually the 3.6 million was when they did the analysis and saw that 16% of those were had sat out last year. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. So that's one factoid. Yeah, um, that's, that's the big. other is the internals on the polling. Uh, I, I think it was a CNN poll that showed um, Biden now, uh, what is it, 16 or 17 points ahead, something crazy like that, um, which is great. But also <laughs> the internals, it was over 65 are almost 70% supporting Biden now. <laughs> he lost the olds, which is like, he's done. Like, there's no way. The, the problem of a big tent is you can't afford, you can't afford any pole to fall. No, exactly. Right. Um, exactly. So I would offer, and the reason why I'm getting about the math is I saw a poll of polls 
And I think all of them had Biden up between five and nine points. There was yeah. one that had him tied in Florida. But the number that stuck out to me was the Rasmussen poll that had right. 40, 54 to 45, 54% of people disapproving Trump, 45% approving, a nine point underwater. And my thing is, if you're Trump and your approval rating is nine points underwater with Rasmussen, <laughs> yeah. Dude, you are fucked. Yeah. Like that yeah. that That's is a technical term for it too. It's like it has to be because that I mean Rasmussen um I think Rasmussen actually now relishes its idea of just being contrarian. Like I don't think they have any scientific basis for what they do. I think they actually look at polls and then just decide to do the opposite of what every yeah. other poll yeah. is doing. So I mean if he's down with Rasmussen by nine percent, that's in my mind, you know, that's probably closer to twelve or fourteen percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean the other thing is he's 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 only gonna get more erratic, right? I mean the, the, the <laughs> this top ain't gonna keep spinning tight. <laughs> no. no. I mean at this point he's he's like high as a kite on dexamethasone. Um uh, which by the way I had that was in my cocktail for my chemo. Oh my goodness. It, it uh, it fights the uh, nausea and some of the other side effects from the chemo cocktail that I had. So okay. I was getting, I think I don't remember exactly, but I think it was thirty milligrams of Dex, maybe it was twenty, um, it, uh, once every two weeks. And uh, I can tell you that the certainly the day that I got that infusion, mm-hmm. I would be up till like three in the morning talking nonstop. I could not stop talking. Wow. Like I was trying very hard to calm myself down. And then I'd go like, you know, another thing that's just occurred to me, like (laughs) like, one, one night, one night I just thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to write and you know, I'm not going to keep her up. I'm just going to write everything that's going on in my head. And I think the the note starts with uh, heart over cranking, like a diesel truck um, downshifting down a, uh, like a hill. Um, and then it just gets weirder from there. Like I reread it and it's like, none of these things make any sense at all. i tell you what, if you ever became a drug counselor, I think that's what you show. Like you don't do any speech about, you know, yeah. anything. It's just like, listen, if you do drugs, you'll write shit like this. Here it is. My heart over torqued like a diesel truck downshifting to slow its progress down a slope. That's the opening line. And then it, it goes like, I started it at 10 to 1 in the morning, and it's like a couple thousand words. And the last line is government spending. (laughs) You know what? Sunrise, sunset, Seb. I mean, you basically, you know, and I don't know what was happening in those thousands of words in between, but part of me now wants to read that. (laughs) It's pretty weird. It's actually, it's all in a, I thought I had figured out the whole technology market that my the business I work for is is in right uh-huh. like it's early stage I, I had this model in my head I thought oh I see how the technology is going to develop and how the market is going to develop what kinds of startups are going to come along in it like I read it the next morning I was like none of this makes any sense at all <laughs> <laughs> it made a lot of sense at the time which gives you a, again circling back to our our subject this gives you some insight into <laughs> the soundness of this guy's brain because they're giving it to him continuously not once every two weeks i think the 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 and you know truly we are in the theater of the absurd yeah and so um and actually i've been there for a long time i think the most so maybe we have our our thing of like most absurd so like my most absurd 
since the last time we talked, the most absurd thing is the commemorative coin that is being put out <laughs> that talks about how Trump defeated COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, and, and I listen. I understand. You know, you know, it's a you know, it's the it's what the Franklin Mint commemorative coin. Like they're not affiliated with any government. Um, and any U.S. government agency, although I don't see Trump or any of his followers really highlighting that fact, um, you know, and I think they're selling for $100. And I think this is really where we, and it seems very Republican. And I say that because, one, I don't think that anybody who is running that company truly believes that, but they know that there's 60 million people out there who voted for Trump in 2016. And if yeah. maybe I can get 1 60th of them yeah. A million people to buy this hundred dollar coin. Yeah. Like I just got a hundred million in the I mean, I just got yeah, a hundred million in the bank, right? And so yeah. that's I think the the cravenness of what we see. People, and that's why I say it's Republican, like people doing things that they don't truly believe in strictly yeah. and solely, um, to capitalize on fear and resentment and what's happening. Like if, in my mind, it was I'm not I'm less upset about the coin and more upset about the people who decided to monetize I know. this. I know. It's like, it's like uh, whatever, um, species-ending common impact commemorative coin. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> really? Is that, because you know, you know who's not going to buy a coin? The 210,000 people that have died from yeah, COVID. Exactly. Like, maybe exactly. they deserve a commemorative coin. Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, they like, certainly, they deserve a memorial once we have a sane government again. Well, you know, so now it's going to be, I, I was, uh, again, because you and I talked to many people, you know, across the, the, the seven days in between when we speak, you know, but the idea is that, okay, so let me get this straight. It's as Trump won COVID 210,000. Like, is that the math that we're supposed to celebrate this one? The, the one person who is probably the most cared for individual, you know, in, in probably in the world right now. Um, you know, who's getting these treatments that nobody else has access to. Um, yeah. And, and so now we're, like, oh. now we're happy and surprised. Yeah, yeah. That's, what you got? That's my insane fact for the week. Okay, what you got? What you got? <laughs> um, he got Regeneron, uh, which is an experimental drug. Um, <laughs> it it's just a, sounds wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, it gets wronger. Um, okay. It's a, it's a, a two monoclonal antibody infusion that's supposed to boost your immune system against COVID. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, uh, they had to get special, uh, like, uh, compassionate exemption from EPA to uh, administer it, which normally means you're going to die. You're but this, in this yeah. case, it was your president. So you get mm -hmm. to do whatever you want. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's made of, um, uh, uh, what should we call it? Uh, embryonic uh, stem cells. Which should make um, Mike Pence, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and all of his evangelical supporters really upset when they find that out. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. And, and, and actually, let's play a new game called This Is What Fox Will Say. Um, That's a good game. In this game, Fox will say, well, there should always be exceptions based on criteria um, and exceptional circumstances. So yes, while abortion is always wrong, we should do this because this is our president and we don't want our president to die. So I think that is what Fox will say. What do you think Fox will say? I, I hate to say it, but I'm sure you're right because I mean, it's <laughs> not like they would ever grant that, that 
you know, compassion or understanding to anybody who deserves it. It's just mm-hmm. strictly to rationalize an irrational person that they have some kind of bizarre cultish faith in. But I mean, you know, it, it's, it's an extension of the logic that they're saying, um, you know, like, oh, I thought Democrats believed that it was my body, my choice, but now I have to wear a mask even if I don't want to. It's like, what? No, no, you haven't understood anything we were saying. <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not, not how, how any, any of, of works. this works. <laughs> um, yeah, that is so, it's, um, yeah, between, I mean, you know, this, this, well, I, and, and so actually, if we go to, so not the insane part, again, this is why we probably need to do this hourly. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to point out for our four listeners, um, that sound that you hear, that sounds a lot like mousetraps firing off in rapid succession, um, that is all the Republican buttholes tightening up when Trump decreed <laughs> that he will walk away from the coronavirus negotiations. Um, yeah. Here's, the, no. here's what's interesting about that. One, um, it's very difficult to bluff when you have no cards. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes balls. And I, I, I will say that, you know, this guy is truly committed to his strategy. Oh, he's all balls. All he's balls. No, all. no brain, no heart, <laughs> no compassion. It, it looks at him and is just like, damn. He's just, a, he's just one giant mouth-shaped, mouth-formed orange testicle. So, so my thing is this, you know, you, you, it's almost like it's the gang who can't, there's the gang who can't shoot straight, which I think was an old Disney movie, but now it's the gang who is actively shooting themselves in the foot. Why on earth would you give that? In the dick at this point. Like, <laughs> why, why would you give that? I mean, again, I'm, I have no sympathy for Republicans, but my thing is, why, why? would you give that point to Kamala Harris yeah. the day before a debate, a sitting U.S. senator? I know. Like, I know. Yeah, Well, you know, Pence is trying now to, to weasel his way out of the debate by saying, no, 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 we don't agree to plexiglass shields. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay, right. Mike. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> One, one, weren't you just cursing plexiglass as a tool of the devil 20 years ago? I'm sure like, you know, well, we only want plexiglass that is made by Christians. <laughs> like, I'm sure no, like, he was, he was, I mean, his campaign is saying, well, if Kamala Harris wants to, you know, is, wants to surround herself with a fortress and that we're not just, we're just not going to show up for the debate. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, mm. that's so transparently just like plexiglass, a lie mm. that mm. because like, you know his 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 preferred way to to interact with women is with with a chaperone there, right? So hey, well, now we put a, we put a plexiglass <laughs> shield in, in between you. You're you're good. So or, yeah, yeah. That's, so I, so you know, there's gonna be. I think what I see is the. I want to be very careful with the imagery here. I see the campaign continually to box itself in a corner where they just make it tighter and tighter and tighter. Because at some point in time, you can't claim that you defeated this disease and claim that there's no disease to defeat, right? And so, right. you know, much like you can't shame the shameless, um, you know, if, if hypothetically the Pence campaign decides that they don't want to be here, um, I guarantee, oh, excuse me, I guarantee you um, Kamala Harris shows up and gives an hour long uninterrupted diatribe. That's right about why he wasn't here and and basically does the reverse of Clint Eastwood yelling at the chair. 
but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, by um, the way, did you see, yeah. speaking of plexiglass shields, yeah. uh, Jamie Harrison um, debating Lindsey Graham? Can we talk about the fact that South Carolina is actually in play? In play. I mean, <laughs> again, when you combine Rasmussen with South Carolina being in play, I mean, next thing you know, you're going to tell me that the Democratic candidate in Utah has a chance. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, remember that scene from Ghostbusters? Of course you do, because you remember Minutia. Dogs and cats living together. Armageddon. <laughs> like, in the worst Republican nightmare, North Carolina is not in play. Yeah. Like, of all the, I mean, I think it goes, what, Utah, then Mississippi, then like Alabama. And I think South Carolina is kind of in that second tier of Democrats don't even spend money. No, no yeah. run candidate. Like, you, you, I don't think there was, I think I was reading this. Um, I look back at the, you know, Democratic senatorial campaign, and there was this idea that they hadn't spent on a South Carolina race in something like, like 20, 30, like just some, yeah. some insane amount of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so no, I, I, I didn't get a chance to see the debate, but I will tell you, I tell you that I did see some of the recap. <laughs> Lindsay's not looking so good. No. <laughs> no, my actually my favorite clip of Jamie Harrison happened uh, before the debate. Okay. He was on, I think he was on um, Joy Reid's. Okay, yeah, 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 Joy and Reid, right, uh, on her show, and um, he said, uh, "My mom called me up and said, um, Jamie, I, I raised you better than this." And he said, "What? What did I do, Mom?" And she said, "Why do you have Lindsey Graham on Fox News crying?" Mm. Mm. <laughs> They hate me. I, you know, I, I, he's out, he's out raising me. Like, okay. And, and your point is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's out raising me. Uh, All of these delightful. people are coming into South Carolina. It's like, well, oh, wait a minute. Um, maybe you don't remember Citizens United, um, but I do remember your stance on Citizens United. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you did not see, again, what's that joke? It's okay if you're a Republican. Like, it's perfectly fine for the Koch brothers to infuse hundreds of millions of dollars over the last, what, four or five election cycles into the elections. But, you know, heaven forbid somebody actually challenge you with actually an incredible amount of small dollar donations. Like, that's yeah. that's the one thing I read about when I've read about his campaign and where he's raised his money from. Um, it's not coming from a lot of PACs, I understand. Like, it's really, at this point, I think Act Blue, if we do end up winning the presidency and do end up taking the House, I think Act Blue has yeah. really cemented itself because deserves uh, it, a medal of honor. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, if you think so, I my too many. My wife had a discussion of just like, hey, listen, we can't sit on the sidelines. What can we do? It's like, oh, well, you know, we have money. We should we should give some. And very quickly, we were able to identify six Senate races that mm. we wanted, and mm -hmm. we were able to very quickly send money to each of them. Yeah, it's great. And 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 I and I, you know, <laughs> although some say the malevolent intelligence that's taking over the internet, Skynet is a bad thing. Um, until it until it actually makes itself known, I think it's a good thing. I mean, because you think about what did we do? So we, we we did the big three, right? We donated to Biden Harris, we donated to uh Gideon in Maine, and we donated to what was the third one that we oh, we donated to Jamie Harrison. And then we decided we wanted to expand the map. So we're like, okay, listen, what are the three other races that we want? So we went with the Greenfield, in, uh, who's running against Joni Erst. 
We right. went with um, Mark Kelly, uh, who's running in Arizona. Against um, Sally, yeah. Sally, yep. And then we decided to do both races in Georgia because they're both on the ballot, right? Yeah. So we went with Warnock and Ossoff. Yeah. And, you know, just very quickly in the space of 35 minutes, we were able to give to seven campaigns. Um, and and it, 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 I tell you what, Seth, if it took all of, it took longer to find the app blue page for those individual candidates. Yeah. And actually, they made that easy, too. Like, it's just, oh, search for this. This must be what you're looking for. Maybe yeah. all of 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, I and I, I did the same and, and have a, a few that are recurring that are still mm. going on. So, mm-hmm. like. It is very satisfying. <laughs> it, it, and, and, you know, if you'd have told me, you just told me a lot of things in 2000, um, but if you had told me, yeah. let's say a little, little older, right? if you'd have told me in 2008 that I would be actively supporting a Democrat who has a chance to take the Senate seat in South Carolina, um, I would have gently tapped you on your soldier and yeah. said, the prophet, you are not. Yeah, and, and maybe not, bless not your heart. only also a a black male candidate. Like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> an African American man who could beat Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. You, you had me a Democrat. So delightful. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it's 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 there. I'm trying to think what what else we got. Um, oh, oh. So I would offer that one of the things that came up, and again, I'm I'm just basically running through my sexy six that I ever sent you. Um, <laughs> the idea that Facebook is actually taking down QAnon content. Um, I think one of the latest, I think I saw it on Politico, um, where they had that, you know, Facebook broadens cracked on a QAnon. And the first thing I read was that is, hmm, well, seeing as how they're starting from damn near zero, like yeah. anything could be broadening. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you decide to take two QAnon sites, like that's probably 100% more than what you've taken down in the past. Like, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to click on the article, but I'm very interested to read what are the numbers and how many QAnon pages, because like you and I have talked about, the, the, the problems with, excuse me, the problem with misinformation, oh, I'm sorry, it's a list. Uh, the problem mm-hmm. with, with misinformation is not that it gets disseminated, it's that it has no filters on it. Right, right? yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like you print, the, you print the wrong news on page one, you print the retraction on page 32. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I, I thought that was interesting, and I and I and I think I did read as I you know had a chance to scroll. Um, I think I read that the St. Louis couple uh, who waved the guns yes, appeared indicted. to be uh, indicted, right? So yes. that's I think much much like Candace Owens, who did all of that, you know, selling out to think that she could get on the stage at the Republican National Convention. Methinks that you know that couple in St. Louis is going to find out that post-convention, they really don't have a lot of value and that yeah. people are not, people are far less invested in their innocence and yeah. much more invested in their being able to be prop used as a prop. Like That's right. That's right. <sighs> I mean, it, this, this crew just have no uh, qualms with, I mean, they just don't have any loyalty, right? They don't have any loyalty. They don't have any feeling of duty to mm-hmm. like anybody on their side. They are absolutely out for themselves and no one else. I mean, you know, there hasn't been any contact tracing uh, from uh, driven by the White House. In fact, they blocked the CDC from, from contact tracing. How about that? Like, well, you know, I, Chris I, I Christie, as yeah. little as Chris Christie deserves any kind of sympathy, he deserved to be told that there was some COVID-19 test coming up positive, not to find out on the news and then go get tested and find out that he was positive. Nobody <laughs> bothered to call him after, like, he was one of the prep team. It was it's like cooped up in a little 
like conference room for days. And I think it's something like, uh, I think there's only, I think it's only, hmm, it's like one or two people out of that team who have not tested positive at this point. So it's that, that room was an incubator. I think it's called a super spreader. Um, yeah. But yeah. The, the combination the of the super spreader in chief SSI, um, <laughs> you know, the idea that this is sick. It is sick. It is sick. Um, this idea that this idea that um, people don't deserve to know. Like I, I compared it to um, again, again, you know, sending emails, talking with people back. But I said, you know what this is like. I said watching people catch COVID from Trump's orbit is kind of like going back into those National Geographic shows where like. The, the elk and the water buffalo and gazelles are crossing the river and there's a crocodile there who's just yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> hey, come on down. But yeah, yes, some of you will okay, make it out Darwin. alive. <laughs> Many of you will make it out alive. Many of you will end up in my stomach. Like, it's just the idea that COVID is just waiting as that crocodile down there. But I think, and, and someone's like, oh yeah, I agree with that. But I said, but here's the different part. I said, Unlike those National Geographic shows, there's actually an orange-flavored gazelle pushing the other gazelle into the river. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be like, okay, listen, we got to cross this river because we got to cross the plane. And, you know, yes, they got my right. mother last year. They got my mother two years ago. But this is right. what we must do. It's like, well, well, wait a minute. You're pushing me. Why, why are your hands on my rump? Yeah. Why, no, go <laughs> ahead. Cross. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Trust me. Would I lie to you? <laughs> what are you, some kind of pussy? <laughs> Yeah, the whole right. like uh mask thing being like somehow um oh who was it uh was it mike lee or one of these idiots said um oh no of course it was it was huckabee it was like one of, of the, of the top idiots mm -hmm. said uh we're the party of the declaration of emancipation not the declaration of emasculation oh i see what you did there because mask <laughs> is a play on cutting off your balls oh that's rich. <laughs> <laughs> the best response was, if your manhood is threatened by wearing a mask, you may mm. want to check yourself. Mm. <laughs> you, you know, I, I would offer it because I, um, I think I might have told a story. I think this is early when we were searching for content and had not yet found our way. Um, I, I gave a story about, you know, one of the things my dad gave me. And I offered that one of the things he gave me is this idea that my masculinity is not tied um, one to my penis or to my balls or to how much money I make, but it's really tied to how I treat other people. And, you know, I think you've got a similar ethos running through you, but I would offer that a lot of what we're looking at, Seb, is because dudes just don't get that. A hundred percent. And I'm also imagining if either of your children are in online school and any of that was overheard on another Zoom class. Here, here, here's the great part about homeschooling. After the day is done, they slip on their headphones and they are, they are uh, I mean, they're doing yeah. a little homework, they're doing some other stuff. And let us not really leap to the conclusion that my kids pay attention to anything I really well, say. Well, that's true. I was just imagining <laughs> it. I, I was just imagining it overheard by the whole class. But you know what, Seth? Fuck it. They need to know that sometimes they're bad curses and they need to know that there's is stuff true. going on in the world, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the days of, and I think that's maybe the, the one thing I would also offer that really kind of pisses me off is that I have to have conversations with my kids that I shouldn't have to have until 
you know, 18, 17, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's, but, you know, and as, obviously as a black person, I think we've always had to have certain types of conversation very early. Like, you know, yeah. my dad gave me the conversation about how to act around the police officer right. years before I ever thought, back when girls were still icky. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and why did he have to do it? Because I was catching the bus as a first grader. Um, let's see if I do the quick math in first grade, I was six and seven, right? Cause I turned six in December, seven in December, right? So right. I was a seven year old listening to my dad, trying to understand why are you talking about cops? Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I think it's important that the kids hear and yeah, yeah I think it's also, yeah, let's I just agree. go for it. I let's agree. I was, I was just going for cheap comedy. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but you know, but I do completely cheap. agree with you that, that I, I somehow, you know, through parenting, through extended family, through uh, role models that I happen across, I thankfully never attached my notion of my own masculinity to any of the things that we now know mm. are toxic. Mm. <laughs> no, it's, you know, and I, and because Kimberly and I were having this discussion. Uh, we, yeah, we went out to dinner with a couple of friends. Uh, I don't know what day it was, Saturday, right? And so the days all just seem to blend together. <laughs> this COVID has been one long-ass Monday. Um, <laughs> it's been a Monday that's lasted for approximately 14,000 hours. Like, it just won't end. Will not um, end. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to dinner, and we were talking about incels, right? You know, the, the, this, well, obviously, you and I know, maybe our listeners know as well, because our listeners are smart. Yes, but this are. is the idea um, that, you know, there are people who, there are these dudes who just can't get any sort of affection. And the only type of affection that they get um, is one that they're not, right? So, you know, how, how interesting is it that, you know, when you and I meet, you know, we hug each other and there's nothing odd or weird about that. You know, when, when I meet with my boys, I, you know, we hug, it's like, cool. It's that, it's this idea that, um, you know, hugging someone that you've known for 30 years, in the case of the guys I went to college with, does not make you gay. And, even if it did, like, that's not the biggest crime in the world, if a crime it's at all. Not at all. <laughs> right? You know, and so, you know, I just I just think about all of the individuals because have they've been so socialized to have this idea that men are, you know, rugged and loners and, yeah. you know, they don't need anybody. And, you know, it's when you put out that loner, don't need anybody image, amazingly enough, it's people find it very difficult to connect with you. Yeah, it works. <laughs> congratulations exactly you you have passed your own test um that's why i always think incel is strange because it's i mean the in is short for involuntary but they're doing a lot of things on purpose that make them less likely to have any kind of female companionship it feels pretty in involuntary <laughs> yeah, it feels like they're opting into the celibacy. Actually, well, you know, but it, it's but I think that's what happens, and we see it with Trump. I think we see it with so many Republicans as well. Um, Republicans? Oh, yes, it is Republicans. Yes, it is definitely Republicans. Um, nice. Yes, feel free to quote that like you wrote it, Seth. Um, <laughs> and so it's this idea that you know it's almost like doubling down, like you know. For, for those of us, you know, who are familiar with poker or blackjack, the concept of doubling down until you get it back, right? There's nothing in blackjack that says eventually you must win. You could actually lose a thousand hands in a row. Is, yeah. it, impo- is it improbable? Yes, but it is not impossible. Not impossible. <laughs> right? And so I think what we see is, you know, people doubling down on this idea that, you know, 
oh, well, you know, that was just that one woman. You know, the next one will do it. Okay, is that that way? You know, and at some point after 15 women have told you, no, they prefer to not have your company, you know, at what point do you really start to evaluate? You may want to take a look at yourself. Yeah, maybe it's you. Or, or and, But, you know, I think what we see in the incel thing is like, well, you know, on to woman number 16. Yeah. And it's so, true, actually. Oh, you just, yeah. just remind me of maybe the roots of that. I mean, that uh, the game, right? The No, the yeah, the game, the pickup artist, the game, that, that oh, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Their whole mantra was um, volume, right? It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, just take your shot. And if you get rejected a hundred times and you, you get laid once, then you got laid. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but wouldn't you like, <laughs> wouldn't you like to be sort of more mm. attractive to more than 1% of the population? Like, wouldn't, 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 uh, wouldn't a yield of four have been better than one? Like, yeah. Also, one is so low that it might have been an error. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, you know, much like a good restaurant, um, you can get somebody to eat at your joint one time, um, but do you get a repeat yeah. customer, right? Because <laughs> customer acquisition is expensive. Yes, Customer is. retention is far less expensive. That and is that's true. why I would tell those incels, right? You know, the idea that, you know, Kim and I used to joke about this all the time. She's like, you know, Darius, why do guys use lines? And I'm like, Kimberly, it's very simple. It worked once. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and in your mind, sad. It, 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 and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And then, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, I think what happens is if you define masculinity as the absence of all things feminine, um, which seems to be the incel definition, then lo and behold, those aspects that we associate with femininity, caring, compassion, empathy, um, even strength, because I know I couldn't put two kids out on this planet. Um, one, right. I don't have the equipment, and two, I don't know that I could put two kids on this planet, even if I had the equipment. Like we could try it, you could just see if you can pass a, a bowling ball through. through yeah, your kidney exactly. Through your <laughs> and my urethra is broken, <laughs> I mean, along you, with my spirit and soul. You pick the hole. Either one's fine. <laughs> I don't think you can do it. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, this this idea that all of these things. Um, shunned and we see right illness is a illness is an unforgivable weakness yeah um you know there's no empathy true empathy um for any individual you know and just just what we see is this doubling down of 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 toxic masculinity yeah and 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 interestingly hmm. like the the very high overlap uh, that we see with the with the, the the stereotypical Trump supporter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're practically the same guy for the most part, right? They're this this angry slash frightened white mm-hmm. man who thought he was born with a ticket to Easy Street, mm-hmm. and now feels like uh, people who don't look like him or believe in the same things as him or love the same people as him or whatever are going to be dictating the social social norms, right? Like that that he's gonna be the odd man out, basically. I think that's their biggest fear, that they, they're not gonna be the dom the default, right? Like we're starting to talk about how white men are the default when we talk about whatever mm-hmm. social norms or social perspectives or justice or any anything in society. And yeah. just the fact that we're starting to talk about how that's been the default makes them very nervous. <laughs> you know, before he started masturbating in front of people in public, you know, I think Louis C.K. had a fantastic riff on that. 
Yes. Which was, you know, that whole idea that, you know, if I'm a white time traveler, I'm always going back in time. That's I'm right. never going to the future. That's right. Because <laughs> we're, I think the quote was, because we're going to pay for this shit hard. Yeah. You don't just <laughs> slide gently from number one into number two position. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, it's, it's this whole idea of, I'm afraid that they will do to me that which I have done to them. Yeah, exactly. Right. You it's, know, it's the apartheid problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It's yeah, they were convinced they held on so hard at the end because they were convinced they were going to be slaughtered by black people, by black South Africans. And instead, Nelson Mandela in to me, one of the most extraordinary genius moves in human history went like, nope, truth and reconciliation. Wow. Brilliant. So so let me get this straight. I am pardoned for everything that I say in here. Yeah, I I literally have both freedom of speech and freedom from consequences. Yeah, brilliant. You know, I really wish that those nineteen, you know, ninety and two thousand movies with science fiction. I really wish that we had found a way to clone, um, because <laughs> yeah, our, you know, you just think about how much better our world would be if we. I mean, yes, do we, did many of us try to honor the memory of Mandela? Yes, but we weren't the guy. And you just yeah. think to yourself, man, if AIDS hadn't taken Arthur Ashe away, like yeah. what, what would happen in sports? Like does Colin Kaepernick even have to do what he does if right. Arthur Ashe is still alive? Right. Um, you know, like, again, we think about a, a Malcolm X, right? I think, uh, I mean, King's an easy one because, but I, I think he deserves that as well because at the end, absolutely, you know, it's, it's the idea that King was not talking about, you know, King was talking about things that had to do with a poor people's campaign. And this is the part that somehow always gets left out of, left out of the history books. Yeah. Um, yes, we want him nonviolent and turn the other cheek. And ooh, what do you mean he was talking about radical economic restructuring? Um, let's skip that part. Let's go back to the letter from a Birmingham jail. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. is that the letter that talks about the danger of the white, uh, the white moderate? Okay, wait a minute. Um, let's right. go with the I have a dream speech. Oh, yeah. wait, the full speech has some things in it as well. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Um, that's some, mm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, I, I mean, it really, it's not a stretch of the imagination to say that he was gaining popularity, gaining influence, yes. and had to be killed, right? Because you're right, he wasn't, I mean, the you can see in the way um, the Republicans mm. now, you know, pay homage, in quotes, to his memory, by saying like, you know, Martin Luther King wouldn't want you to be rioting in the streets or whatever. Can't you, can't you be, a, mm. <laughs> you know, fighting for civil rights in an acceptable way, yeah. the way he did. And they're, they're, they're completely like um, whitewashing. <laughs> That's an interesting phrase. I see what to you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I do see what you did there. Well played, yeah. sir. Very Thank well you. played. <laughs> it was totally unintentional. It was literally the word that popped in my head. But that, that's literally what's being done. It's, his memory is being edited to be acceptable to the white power structure. And it's, it's really galling. Like, it's, it's really, really irritating. It is, I think it's one of those things where as the scales fall away from people's eyes, um, and, I, and I understand that sometimes the scales fall away one at a time, um, sometimes they fall away en masse, but I would argue that scales are falling away from many people's eyes. And so For if we sure. even go back to you know, what you and I were talking about before, just I think what Trump has failed to understand is that he doesn't feel right to a lot of people. 
And even people who aren't necessarily democratic know that it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that is, and, and maybe the worst thing that could have happened is, you know, eight years of really no personal drama Obama, right? That's the, it's it's different from what we've known. And so even though people can talk about, yeah, we need to upset the system, we need to do some other things. I think what people are starting to realize is that the system when properly leveraged actually operates on behalf. You know, yeah. it's, I don't know if you and I talked about Lo and behold, a democracy. <laughs> it is wonderful. I give you a democracy if you can keep it. <laughs> um, you know, but this, this idea that, wait a minute, um, Okay, so it makes sense that maybe since 7 million people have had COVID, maybe this whole pre-existing condition thing is a good thing to have in our insurance. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Interesting. You know, and, uh, and, you know, listen, it is, I understand, it is very easy for, you know, maybe people in the middle of this country to look out on the coast and be like, ah, see, that's what they get. They're living in those big ass cities. They're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing other things. They deserve anything they got. I don't care if their fires are burning. I don't care if they're, uh, you know, a COVID hotspot. Um, when that shit comes home to roost, yeah, um, it comes home hard because I think some of the tools that are available in some of these bigger cities, whether it be from technology or world-class hospitals or, you know, maybe a desire to have the mask like, you know, I'm just reading about some of the red states that are about to go through an incredible uptick in cases due to an yeah. mm, aggressive reopening strategy by some yeah. of the governors. And, and you know what? It's Listen, it's okay when you start talking about the thing you're going to do to California. You start taking out people in small towns. That, that, that doesn't bode well, especially as you and I have talked about, the Republican Party right now is not a party of attraction. It's a party of attrition, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm, I like that. I sounded like a pundit there. I'm going to yeah, say it again. No kidding. They are not a party of attraction. They're a party of attrition. And what's happening is, is you don't have the ability to attract new members to you. You have current members who are leaving you, or right. at least on a national level, because I think there's going to be a lot of split tickets for people voting nationally in one way, maybe locally a different way. Yeah. Um, but that is not any sort of recipe for national relevance. Like they are, if, if this election goes, I'm, I'm, you know, I know that Ronald Reagan and Mondale is kind of like the gold standard for asking in a presidential election. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's going to go there, um, but we're, 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 we could be looking at a 310, a 320. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think we're in uncharted territory. I, I mm. think that I really do think that um, it, it's entirely possible that that we do get a Reagan level ass kicking because, um, I mean, I you know not not obviously because I was I think that was every state right every state that Minnesota yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. that no, would be tough to replicate that would be tough to replicate <laughs> it's true but I mean I, certainly for popular vote I think that that we're we may be heading into like uncharted territory because we I mean think about it he's he's infected with a poss possibly lethal virus. He said no more, uh, no, no relief before the election. Mm. Um, he, he uh, I mean, nobody even knows what Pence is politically. Like he's not a non-entity, mm. right? Um, it's, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the over 65 vote swinging to like clearly almost 70% going for Biden. Like that's a, a, a sign of fear setting in of like, 
they're they're starting to be afraid of him and the consequences of having him in office. And they should be. I mean, that was the other thing that, that was on my list for today that we forgot about, or I forgot about, oh. is all of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are now in quarantine. Let me tell you something. Um, that can't that, be good. I, that can never be good. No. Right? Because... You talk about a national security risk, like, wait a minute, you put America's military infrastructure at risk, Donald? Yeah. You just decapitated the American military. Terrific. Like, think about, like, how many buttons is he pushing now, right? It's like, uh, like old and vulnerable populations, uh, anybody with a pre-existing condition. I mean, there's a, you know, that's all Americans pretty much, but at least a decent proportion of them are going to actually recognize themselves in that, right? Some of them won't. Mm -hmm. um, uh, lower income, like, I mean, just go down the list, right? Like every single category of being an American is being put at risk. The armed forces, veterans, uh, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. Oh, and um, uh, the, uh, the Chinese have only purchased a small portion of what they committed to buy in American goods for the year. There's something like 25% of what they, what the goal was for their, for the, so the trade imbalance is the worst it's been in, uh, over a decade. So, I mean, he's by any measure, he's the most disastrous, uh, presidential term in, in history. And, you know, it, it's getting, it's, it's in so many ways, like he, his palate is of, of failure is so expansive that it's getting through to whatever your demographic is, it's starting to eat away at your awareness that things are mm. not going well. I, you know, again, Icarus didn't realize he flew too close to the sun until he got burned. Yeah, that's um, right. But my thing is he had to realize it was getting hotter. You'd think, right? <laughs> you know, like, I know I'm not toasting yet, but, you know, it just feels a couple of degrees. And, and, to, your, and to, to the point that both of us are making, you know, this idea of, you know, these are the death rows. The, the, you know, they always talk about, you know, you, you're concerned not when a deer comes into your house. You're, a, you're concerned when a deer is trying to escape your house. Like the damage that it does on the way <laughs> yeah, out. Right. The panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The panic that you get. Bingo. Because it, listen, that deer saw Bambi. I'm sure they showed it in deer health at class. Like it's scared. It knows that this is not the place for it to be. And I think that is what we see here um, with Trump, because even if, you know, the, even if Joe Biden wins and he decides to pull a Ford and pardon um, Trump, which actually, I have to say, I would be okay with only because I know that Trump is still on the hook for so many states. So charges. many things. Yeah. <laughs> right. And actually, I think, you know, as I'm, as I'm just gaming out right here, I think that's the perfect move. I do too. You know, you, yeah, fine. Know. Okay. No, it, nothing it federal. That's the QAnon folks off at the knees, right? At the knees, right? But I tell you what, Letitia James and Cy Vance have got something for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's your pardon. Walk right through this door, please. <laughs> but wait a minute. I thought it was pardon. You were, sir. <laughs> However, there are 50 people. <laughs> there are maybe not 50 AGs, but, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a swath of AGs. They're, they're forming a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, oh, never mind. Well, you, you go through oh, the, the, oh, gauntlet. the gauntlet. The, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a gauntlet of AGs. It, it is. It is going to be that airplane scene all over again with that woman shaking yes. in the chair and people just lining up to take shots at him. <laughs> like, okay, Letitia James and Cybans, fair enough. 
Um, but, you know, I'm not sure what Wayne decides to do. It's to the point where Xavier Bacara may decide to stay as the AG of California just to prosecute Trump. Yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I, I was... Would pass uh, up that kind of fun. I, I, it's, just like, it's like a pinata. You know, this and, is Oh, I've got, uh, I've got the Hague online, too, for, my, <laughs> for Mr. Trump. <laughs> Wait, what does Alexander Hague mean? Wasn't he... Isn't he dead? Oh, no, 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 sir. H-A-U-G-E. No, yeah, it's the World Court. <laughs> It's the International <laughs> Tribunal on War Crimes. They've got they have a they, they, they want a word or two. They just there. want yeah they just want to chat. <laughs> um, or so, crimes so, against humanity. I guess that would be the. So let's do this one. I, I know we're we're close to yes. time or whatever we want to do. So let's game out. Trump loses the election. Where does he go? Which country takes him in? Whew. It's a good question. I mean, he's got no value to anybody, right? I'm thinking Ecuadorian embassy. Like that seems to be right. the default. Like, I don't know. I don't know what country <laughs> takes the risk. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know what country takes the risk of that. Yeah. He won't, I mean, maybe Russia. Any, he won't have any useful information or contacts. He's just, he's a, like a, a human mollusk who will be a yeah. pariah as well. So nobody will be taking his calls and he doesn't retain any information. So like, yeah, aside, no from that, aside from that, aside <laughs> You know, Maybe he's I'm, a good cook. I don't know. He could be. Well, <laughs> certainly he seems to eat enough. Um, although he's the fittest president ever in the history. Um, I'm thinking it, it's you know it could be. A, I'm trying to think of like you know, you know. I'm thinking like a not even a North Korea. Like I don't I don't see any country because if they're in the United States, yeah, like, there's no way they do that just to embarrass the United States. Yeah. And if they're trying to you know join the world stage, I mean maybe a Ukraine. Um, if Lashenko is still the president, mm. which doesn't look like he's going to be much longer. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I was reading a, 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 um, a little funny thing. They were talking about where could he go? And he was like, well, you know what? The, the indigenous people of the United States, they all have, you know, in some cases, sovereign nations, some even have <laughs> issued passports, you know, maybe you could go on one of the reservations. And then it was just like, oh, wait a minute. Um, COVID reservation rates for <laughs> um, infectious uh, COVID deaths have been, I think, the worst of any ethnicity yeah. or group of yeah. people. Like, you know, also, why would they want to let them anywhere near the casinos? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know, it's funny. I, I think to yourself, like, it's the same. The same way I look at Trump in a casino is the same way I look at Toys R Us. Like, let me get this straight. You went broke selling children toys <laughs> yeah. like, did you put razor blades in the children? <laughs> like, I, I, I forced to ask how <laughs> like how did you do this miraculous thing because all the kids though regardless of swamp ethnicity anything else regardless of where they're coming from they all have loving toys in common like it's, it is baffling to think that he actually bankrupted the casino though, or casinos, I guess, right? <laughs> Multiple. Like, how, how do you do that? To, I mean, you I don't get it. I, much, I guess much like Wolverine um, from Marvel, and, and I just went nerd on us, um, you know, he's the best at what he does. It's just what he does is very nice. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's it, right? You... I think there comes a point in time where it's no longer bad luck. It's actual willful um, malfeasance. Like right. you, you can't unluckily bankrupt the casino. Like no. you, I think the, the, you know, and again, I'm not a math major, but I feel like I can make the numbers up with the best of them. I just feel that 
the number of decisions that you would have to make in order to bankrupt a casino would be mathematically We're not impossible. Make, I mean, that's, we're kind of seeing that his MO is like avoiding taking any kind of action or responsibility, right? Mm. So I'm imagining people who are managing that business on his behalf were saying like, hey, we, we've got an issue with this. We're going to need to get funding for this. Or, and he was like, you know, oh, go talk to this other person about it. He just didn't, he never wants to fire anybody. He never wants to, he doesn't do anything, right? He yeah. literally doesn't do anything. Well, you know, when you want the, listen, if you want to be a paper tiger and you want the trappings of power, but, but you don't want to do any of the hard work for it. You know, right, run for president. Yeah. What could yeah. go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? You know, so the, the one thing I will offer is maybe my one small modicum of concern for Trump is it's very clear now that this is the last thing he wants to do and he just can't find an exit strategy yeah. that fits with yeah. his narcissism. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's a, there is a, I'm not sure exactly how small it is. I'm not going to call it infinitesimal. I'll just call it very, very tiny. There's a little part um, that feels the pain of somebody struggling to get out of a situation that they clearly are not capable of handling and they don't know how to do it. Um, and if this was just some guy who was struggling by himself in his room, I'd be a lot more able to, to you know, we to call have him an cell. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I mean, he's married three beautiful women. Yeah, well, relative, uh, you know, I, personally, I, I guess I can say maybe some people view those objective, like, right. You know, okay, fine, fair enough. I, you know, one person's mean as another person's, you know, hydrochloroquine. Um, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just this idea that <laughs> one person's queen is another person's hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> wow. Or was, fire, fire okay. on all cylinders. So fire on all That's cylinders. That's the title right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's this. It's this. You. you I compare it to watching a seven-year-old struggle trying to put a toy together and you know they need help and you know that they're just incapable of asking for it and they're crying and they're frustrated and they're, they're red-faced and they're pretty much look like him at the debate, right? Yeah. You, you see all of these things and you're just like, man, come back to what you and I talked about, man, I wish you knew how to ask for help. I, I really wish you did because we would be here to help you. Like you uh, don't have to live like this. Anymore. I wish you understood anything, honestly. I mean, yeah, I any I of this could be made better by him just having a modicum of understanding or compassion or empathy or really any human value, but he doesn't, which brings us back to the beginning, which is yeah. why he does yeah. not deserve our sympathy. That's <laughs> why, you know, listen, you know, so I, uh, you know, in our Slack channel at, at my unnamed work job that we'll never mention on this podcast, um, <laughs> you know, we, we were having work a job. <laughs> I see what you did there. We were having a, uh, a Slack discussion and someone who I guess is, I'm not sure if he's really Republican or if he just likes trolling people who have more of a, a liberal mindset, right? So, you know, it's this whole idea of, um, you know, prove to me that um you know trump is not xenophobic well, prove to me that trump is xenophobic prove to me that trump is racist <laughs> oh my god i'm like, I'm like well and and so you know we go and so that's where he's coming from right and so yeah. part of this thing is i said the term republicans right he's like oh you know why do you call them republicans i was just like well because that's a title they have worked very hard to earn with their yeah. behavior right yeah. you know this is not he's like oh you know name calling doesn't work i'm like listen um, 
we need to call a thing a thing. Like when I, someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them. Believe them. Believe them. Thank you, Maya. Right? Yes. Like a beautiful quote. And, and, and so, you know, I went on a kind of many, many paragraph rate about all the things that they had done that actually were thuggish. And I said, you know, that that is why I said, listen, they, this is not in a vacuum. I didn't I haven't called people with thuggish before 2019. They had to work very hard to earn this. And they yeah. apparently gleefully, you know, continued to work. Yeah. Hard. So, you know, I'm not I'm not name calling someone. But listen, if your name is Bob and I call you Bob, you can't say I'm calling you a name. Yes, I am right. calling you a name, the name that you told me I should call you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but if I, you are, honestly, that's the phase of Republican working the refs that we've mm. entered into. Like Kelly Loeffler posted mm. the the meme of Trump uh, uh, taking down um, McMahon in the WWE thing like 25 years ago with the coronavirus pasted over McMahon's face and said, the virus didn't stand a chance against him. And he was just mm. too tough, which mm. is like, Immediate, okay, stay, you know, step, first thing, are you saying that the 200 plus thousand people just gave up? They were too weak? That's why they died? Like, well, it's going to earn you a job. That's you know? the Republican thing. They just didn't want to live enough. So, but if you call her on it, she goes like, oh, well, you know, like, whatever, I'm entitled to my opinion, or you're, now you're against free speech, or whatever, right? I mean, it's, it's like, it's, like you said, it's like, um, uh, they, they could, they could, they could, uh, whatever, uh, pose in, in like whatever Republican version of thuggish, you know, mm. and, and makeup or throwing Republican gang signs. Oh, right. Mm. White power signs. And mm. then we say, those are white power gang signs. And they go like, oh God, I can't believe you're trying, you're stooping so low. Like you're literally doing the thing yeah, you, that we're saying you're doing. You are, you are. It's like that movie Hitch. Just tell me what I'm doing and I'll stop doing it. You're doing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know. And yeah, that, that whole idea of, but I think that's, I think that's Republicanism in, at its, at its, and, and I would yeah. say that there's a difference between Republicanism and Trumpism, but I would offer that that is Republicanism at its purest, most that's uncut right. form. Right? right, you 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 didn't want it hard enough. Yeah, you, you either didn't want to live hard enough. You didn't want to be poor yeah. hard enough. You didn't. I agree. You didn't that, want success that, hard at enough. its core. That's that is. It's the, you know, the American dream is that if you work hard enough, you can pull yourself by up by your bootstraps. Mm -hmm. And the progressive uh, democratic uh, uh, overlay on that is, but everybody deserves the same bootstraps to begin with, because if you don't have them, mm. you can't pull yourself up with them. And that's what Mitch Connell talks about. Well, you know, nobody alive owned the slave, so how could we possibly own any re results from that? It's like, well, yeah. well, I don't. First of all, Mitch, I think you own the slave because I think you're owning. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mitch McConnell owned the slave. I, I, I think Mitch McConnell has done some enslavement back. If, it's if actually. There's some shockingly long uh, examples of people still remaining, like you know that, that oh, yeah. like they didn't tell uh, people that they were no longer oh. allowed to be held as slaves for like fifty fucking years after the Emancipation it's, Proclamation. It's roughly the whole idea oh. of the Jap some of the Japanese soldiers yeah, right, they right. found on islands, right? Um, I mean that except I mean, people doing that to them on purpose mm. and then just accidentally being forgotten. You know, the whole idea of Juneteenth, which you know obviously took on yeah. significant things this year, is just like really the 
oh, you just decided not to tell them that? Yeah, well, we were thinking maybe reprehensible. It, it, it's it's and 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 if we could have a and I don't know if we have the boldness to do this because I think the power of truth and reconciliation is I'm not sure how long apartheid lasted. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess maybe a hundred or so years. I I I don't know, but I I don't know that it existed. Not as long, no. It's yeah, sure. but. But I think the, the power is like, as soon as it was over, there was truth and reconciliation. Yeah. And that's like you were talking about. I don't even know if a truth and reconciliation committee would be beneficial in the way in which we hope it would be in the United States because I know. it's been it's, baked into the pot. too old. I know. I know. We need structural changes. Like, and they, yeah. they did too. But uh, yeah, I just looked it up. It was, it was only 50 years. It was, okay. it was nothing. Isn't that mm. crazy? We thought of that as like the big you know, the big racist evil in the world mm -hmm. in the ni in the 90s. And it was like, uh, yeah, that was a drop in the bucket. Hold my beer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been doing this since the United States. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this since 1619. Oh, 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 50 years. Isn't that quaint? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bush League. <laughs> I have scabs older than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair. All enough. right. We got to yes, we should we wrap up. But, um, so we are going okay, to so, do this tomorrow, right? Post debate, I think. Uh, well, what time? The debate is nine o'clock Eastern. Oh yeah, that's so. Um, so, so six p.m. Let's see so what. If we go six to seven, seven thirty. All right, so that might be a little late. We might have to push to Thursday. Right, but and I think that's what we were originally saying. Is that so, okay? Yeah. Yes. So we'll do the post. Okay, so we'll do uh, Thursday. So, well. so here's the wrap up. Yes. What we got? What did you? What is your Okay, two-parter. Mm -hmm. Do you think this debate is going to happen or is Pence going to find a way to, to uh, run away, okay. bra bravely run away like Sir mm -hmm. Robin? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if he does show up, um, is he going to, does he, will she land blows that are like visibly, is she going to win the debate in a way that, that has an impact on him or is he going to do that, that mayonnaise thing where he just doesn't, react in any way to any other human that he's that he was talking to or whatever yeah you know what i mean um, he just seems like this blob this amorphous blob with no effect at all so i would offer that it goes to what you said before when someone shows you they are believing the first time this is not a bug in terms of how mike pence doesn't really operate with human emotions and human interaction right. as a feature right and so i think it's very easy for him to not respond um to that i think um I think he will almost try to adopt kind of a Joe Biden-ish kind of thing where he tries to be the quote unquote comical oh, in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 let's because he's not good at doing emotion, so I think he no. sees the emotional part over Kamala. Um, I think the difficult part that Pence is gonna run into. Oh no, I'm sorry, so the question you asked of one, do I think it will happen? I think it has to happen because Trump can't campaign, campaign, and so they need something national on the stage. Yeah, um, I, I don't see any good political strategy that involves the decision to not get in front of a national audience of 50 million people and tell your story. Yeah, um, so that's why I think the debate is going to happen. Um, in terms of landing blows, I don't think she'll land blows against Pence, and I also think she's going to adopt the same thing that. Biden did. She's not going to deal with Pence. She's going to go directly to the right. Directly, yeah. Will, that works so well. That's and I think that's so what well. she's going to do. She will talk about 
how my opponent on stage did this to you, how my opponent on stage wants to do this to you, how my opponent on stage. And so she'll acknowledge the fact that he is in the room, but I don't think That's, she'll yeah. acknowledge him. <laughs> and I would say this, if you're Pence, that is your best case scenario that Kamala does not acknowledge you because if she yeah. does acknowledge you and sees you as an existential threat and decides to get all prosecutorial on you in combination with AKA on you in combination with black women on you, that yeah. does not end up. <laughs> <No. well>. <laughs> 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 that, that, and, I, and I would argue that you know, if she does go pull Kamala, like it will, it will literally be like you said with Jamie Harris, um, you know, it will be Pence who's on Fox and Friends the next day talking about, can you believe she said all of no, these no, truthful he, things about me hurting my he's, feelings? He's going to look like the dude at the end of Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm, mm. <laughs> yes. She's Three. just going to melt his well face back. off. It is. I, I will tell you this. I don't, I don't know. Well, and also, but to your point, I think that's the way it's going to think for, you know, maybe the 63 million people who went for Hillary last year and maybe those 2 million voters, um, you know, that maybe we can swing from, you know, a, a, the Trump camp, maybe even 5 billion, because it really is starting to look bad. It's starting um, to look real bad. But, but I will <laughs> offer that for some people who are just so wrapped in the bubble, um, it's, not, it's not going to change their opinion. It's not no. going to change their view. And I think they are too far gone anyway. I think what it's really going to do is highlight the difference between the two campaigns. Yeah. Because there, there's one thing Pence does not want to run on, and that is Trump's record. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, and at this point, I mean, like, I feel like, I mean, I think that Biden's campaign uh, trail performance so far is really good. I think Kamala's is really good. And I think what it's doing is just, it's strengthening their argument among, you know, like the Bernie wing, uh, mm -hmm. the, the complacent, the cynical, like, you know, I mean, Biden gave that response at the town hall last night, which was so great. He was like, um, I'm a transitional government. I'm a transitional president. I'm, I'm looking forward to transitioning power to your generation. Mm. Like you said, I'm smartest, most educated, least prejudiced. I'm counting on you, man. Damn. That got me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it hits, you right, it hits you right where you live. Right. And so, yep. yeah, that, that whole idea of, that whole idea of, you know, speaking to people who wish to be spoken to. I mean, yeah. and, and, and I know we're wrapping up and I apologize listeners. I know we usually don't go this long, but we have so much, so we have so much content. Yeah. So, so much. much content. Um, <laughs> so, so let's close on this. I can't one. wait to repeat it all next week. I know it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Let me get my sub voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get, to, I get to deliver the best line. <laughs> Not true. I'm not, not practicing. I, one woman, one man's queen is another man's hydroxychloroquine. That's the best line. The best so line. I would ask you this. You asked me my wrap-up question. Let me ask you your wrap-up okay. question. Talk to me about what you thought when you read or saw Michelle Obama's um, message to frustrated white voters. What, what came to your mind and what did you think about it? I haven't seen it yet. Mm. I heard that it happened, but I haven't had time to go watch it or whatever. Is it a video? It is a video. It's oh, on. I can't wait. It's, it's on the YouTube, on Good. the internet. <laughs> Good. Um, Just probably to which part of the internet it's on. <laughs> the cloudy part. It's okay. on the cloudy part. <laughs> um, I, I would encourage you to take. I'm not going to do any spoilers aside from telling you what the subject matter is, but I would tell you to take a look. And maybe um, we save a little bit of time 
that nice. you can lead in with that um, when nice. we get together on Thursday because I think it will perfect. It will generate a lot of thoughts and a lot of fruitful thoughts from you. It'll generate a lot of conversation for us. I think. Yeah. Well, I I I saw that it happened, and I've been looking for time to to watch it. I just haven't had it because I with. Whenever it's Michelle or, or, or Barack Obama, I want to dedicate enough time mm, to just mm-hmm, watch it because mm-hmm. they're both so, they're just like pure oxygen, like for yeah. my COVID lungs. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, intelligence and grace mm-hmm. and respect for fellow humans and responsibility and like everything everything there they bring me everything that trump has mm-hmm. stolen away from us in the last four years mm-hmm. <sighs> so there cool. that's my that's my <laughs> that's my excellent. anticipation for that, watching that <laughs> excellent so th- you know what i think and i think you named our episode a breath of fresh air well maybe that's uh, that'll be next week's but okay uh, oh, this week's is clearly <laughs> clear winner <laughs> In the naming sweepstakes. Oh yeah, <laughs> best title so far. I can't wait to see that pop up on Spotify too. Like that's. that's <laughs> I mean, I I somewhat, uh, uh, whatever, arrogantly thought that that I was my title was probably the top one thus far was that not all Republicans. <laughs> Because I, I liked the sort of the just the feel the meat behind that one, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but you just decimated that one. You left that one in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know what? It's not a competition, baby. We can both win. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who the real winners are? Our listeners. That's right. <laughs> both of them. As always. <laughs>